welcome in to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Tuesday, the ever-reliable Tuesday, the 9th of August. Got your host, Ben, here again, joined by Keeney. How are you? So reliable. Uh, I'm doing very well, mate. We're three days away from some pre-season action on Friday, so the season's Ooh. just around the corner. I've got a disheveled-looking hod on my screen. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, boys. Is Keeney really reliable, though? Why do you Why do you always say that? I don't know. It's just become a thing I've said. He's usually the first person I throw to. There's been very few podcasts I haven't thrown to him. Has there been any? Don't know. Maybe one? No, I actually can't remember. There's been one. Been one? There you go. There's one. So the One too many, I would say. 99% but... reliable, Keeney. But Hod, you you're not deshawned, you're dishevelled. What's what's going on? You've you've come on a bit angry tonight, a bit perturbed, if you will. No, no, no. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this one. Because this guest of ours is a much maligned member of this league, and I'm not sure it's for the right reasons. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're slowly getting down to the last few guests here. So people might be able to to figure out who it could be just by, by process of elimination. So we'll, uh, we'll get underway with the news that everyone hangs out on this podcast to listen for, apparently. Scoot, every newsman in this city is <laughs> laughing at us. And I don't like it. And the Scooter Skinhead news brought to you again this week. Uh, first one to kick it off. Keeney, Kareem Hunt requests a trade. I, uh, I have a feeling you're probably... This doesn't come as a shock to you? No, not really. It's uh, He requested a trade, but then basically said, the team said, no, we're not going to do it. And so he's like, all right, I'll join in practice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, didn't, it, didn't, uh, it didn't go, it wasn't too threatening in the end, I don't think. So I think there's still some uh, lingering uh, hope that he gets traded from a, the Kareem Hunt site. So we'll see what happens. Well, I think he doesn't have any leverage because nah. if they, they can actually cut him. There's yes, no, there's yeah. no dead cap, a number. No, and I think they save a bit, and especially with the signing of Dearness Johnson, which is a topical player to discuss, um, given our guest, uh, they can Oy, cut him. And um, I think they're pretty happy with how Dearness is uh, looking. Yeah, no, that's uh, obviously usually what teams do, says a lot for how they feel about someone. Uh, all right, rule change of lowering the helmet rule. I uh, have no idea about this. The only thing I've seen in uh, practices is them wearing those ridiculous pads that make their heads look like they're playing big head mode on uh, GoldenEye. Hod, what's this all about? I could have put absolutely anything in those notes. And you prompter. Hey, we refer to Ron Burgundy a lot. I'm very Ron Burgundy right now. I'm just blindly reading. Uh, no, that was just chucked in there because it's that time of year. They're, they're just like the AFL. They're playing around with rules. We there was two of, them, the the, two of them discussed today because they didn't pay enough last year. They're going to talk, uh, focus more on the illegal um, hits or something. Whereas, and this one was lowering of the helmet. I think last year it was if you were initiated, whereas now, um, it's just if if you get caught um, helmet to helmet, I can't wait with, to watch with Derek Henry get called fifteen hundred times a game on that one. They'll call it. I'm. A, I reckon round one they'll probably be red hot on it, won't they? Well, it was a new rule last year, and there were eight penalties in the whole season. Yeah. So, 
There you go. And the uh, the Stafford injury, Keeney, one to watch here. Any yeah, concerns? he's a bit of elbow tendonitis from what I've read, which is a sort of more of a baseball injury, I think. Bit of a rare one for a quarterback, but uh, yeah, not not ideal to be honest. He's uh, had surgery in the off season on it and uh, not practicing much, so that's definitely a watch for the Rams. And interesting, I actually read somewhere that uh, their Super Bowl odds and division odds had drifted a bit in the last couple of weeks. So whether someone knows something that other people don't, normally the money's pretty sharp in Vegas, so there might be a little bit more to this story than uh, first meets the eye. I reckon the bloke putting money on other teams in that division surely has to be the same guy that picked up Walford off the uh, waiver wire, doesn't it? That's got to be the angle Camo's going for. Did you uh, have any interest in John Walford, Keeney? No, I didn't, thanks. Anyway, Hod, my uh, my thoughts on shit players, I just leave them on the waiver wire where they belong. And, and sure enough, he's ended up back on the waiver wire. Camo dropped him two days later. Well, while we're talking about staff, we'll just cross to the resident medical expert. Oh, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Now, this Stafford one, is uh, it's actually not, not a huge concern. I think it's more noise at the moment. Um, I've checked in with a couple of sources. and um, I'll wait my own. <laughs> rest. No, that's the DFF. The, our rest will be, and he'll be fine. So that they're just managing him with uh, not a whole lot going on, and I think he'll be fine. It's not a serious one at all. So won't need to crack out the Walford, you reckon, this year? No, no, I no had chance. him all last year. Ah, well, spe- beautiful. Speaking of shit players, Josh Jacobs, uh, <laughs> he was in the Hall of Fame game playing with the second and third team. It, I don't ever think I can recall a time that there has been a player that I have known the name of in the Hall of Fame game. Has that got to be the first time ever? Well, I tell you, I did send a text to Hod when I saw Josh Jacobs trundle out in the Hall of Fame game. You said, mate... Pipe down, it's preseason. You sound like the DFF. Relax. And I took that feedback on board. But when they were, they, he had five carries and three catches or something, he's playing with second string offensive linemen. It was an it was a weird look where there was backups everywhere. And Josh Jacobs, who's supposedly the lead running back, they didn't pick up his fifth round option. They drafted a running back. There's a few smelly sort of signs here for uh, Joshy Jacobs. I'm not too sure, mate. Mm, I reckon Papa might be thinking that he would have been a bit happier with Jones on his list uh, with the way that his stock has gone since he traded for him. And then probably finally, just to finish, we, we mentioned the curse of the pod. Is there any update, anyone on Jake's list that, that's safe and sound? Have they made it through the week? Well, a bit under a week since we've uh, spoken to him. Any any news on his team? No, I think he got got off. To be honest, I, well, there was a, I don't need to know about okay. his personal life, but if, if I, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, the only, the, if I'm going to draw a long bow, and I will, the only uh, whispering is that uh, Von Miller's trying to get OBJ across to Buffalo, which would impact his Gabe Davis sort yeah. of setup if he was to end up in Buffalo. I'm not sure how much, but uh, it would, that's, it would impact that's his straws, I think. But Gabe, anyway, that's about as good as I can do. Impact his Gabe Davis value in round 17. Yeah, maybe. When OBJ might be a chance to return. All right, well, he, uh, it looks like he got off lightly. So enough about the last guest. Let's move on to our current guest. 
and we'll kick it off with a song. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm looking for a This is fucking awesome. Walk into the club like, what up? I got a big pack. I just wanted to keep that last little line in there because I think it's fitting of the bloke that we've got on. Welcome to the pod, the manager of Team Tim84. Timos, how are you, mate? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's also fitting uh, for the for the subject matter we'll cover later on in the pod, but uh, continue, Ben. Continue in terms of what the song was all about? No, just that, in general. Just in general. What do you reckon, Timos, the song was relating to? Um, Your striking... Rapper, so maybe Macklemore. Striking appearance to Macklemore? Oh, Hardik also reckons I look like a little bit of Macklemore. So. I do, but Ben, what are you getting at? I'm... You, you... You said you just wanted to leave that last line. Are you saying Timos has a big Johnson? <laughs> I just thought it was funny Busy. to leave that in because the last time we spoke to this guy in the pod, he said, I've got nothing but my socks on. Get <laughs> um, a dress for you today. Yeah, you've got a hoodie on right now, so I feel a little bit safer with where the, the angle of your camera is at. But also, I think that um, your team has probably copped the most feedback from other members just about your interactions during trades and, and looking for value. So I thought a bit of thrift shop fits in there too. So we've had a lot of guests on so far. Some have referenced you directly. So this is your, we've given everyone a platform now. It's probably better to come on later in these podcasts because you get more targets to pick off. Go, the floor is yours. So you want me to just badmouth a couple of them? No, oh, just any thoughts that you've got oh, on any team. Okay, I'll- I'll start. What are your thoughts on Steph, Timos? He's called your global shop direct. He reckons the air fryer comes with no cord and you get some blunt steak knives in any deal that you do. Surely you got something back for him. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard to have a go at Steph. It's like uh, hitting a wounded dog. But it's <laughs> I'm just proud of him for getting out some words. Normally the, the four of us and a couple others go out to dinner with Steph and he's just got his phone out. He's... Heading the phone the whole night, so I'm just glad he got some words that you could fucking use on this thing. What did you think of his uh, his song that we played? From memory, it was uh, "You Must Whip It." Whip it good. Is that uh, what do you think of that one for Steph? Oh, it's very fitting considering. Where's he at? He's he's, uh, he's setting records. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's every time I speak to the guy, I'm like, Steph, do you want to catch up for something? He's like, oh. The missus got me seeing her uncle, her grandma, blah, blah, blah. So you can never fucking see the guy anymore. And when you do, he sits there on his phone. So, yeah. I was a bit disappointed with Hoddick's form on that one. Hoddick talked to me two or three times the day before, and he's like, I'm going to let him have it. And nothing. And, yeah, was I was, yeah, I think he was disappointed in himself, to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. I was just... Uh, you know, you got to stick up for your division members, that's all. I reckon he but got that, sucked into the vortex of DFF, bamboozling himself. This is a great start to a fantasy pod, though. We've talked about aunties and uncles and girlfriends and... <laughs> oh, big cocks. Big cocks. <laughs> well, you can't really talk about Steph in fantasy, even though he lives in a fantasy land. He's not very good at NFL fantasy, unfortunately. The record does the talking. All right, I think Jake also referenced you a couple of times about trading. Any thoughts on on his opinions of you? Jake. 
He's just one of those guys that when he talks, you sort of wish you were deaf. Like, <laughs> says, he's just fucking useless. And I'm sure he got one thing right that he says, which is fine. He reckons you're not only you, but the mm. two of you, the McMahons, you're both delusional. Now, how does it feel being put into the same category as your brother? It depends what that category is. But on this time, he's just an idiot. Like, he reckons I offered him oh, – he, he asked about McCaffrey. He reckons I said, give me every young player in the league, give me every draft pick, when really all I said was I want young players, quarterbacks, anything. And I'm pretty sure I said I don't really mind. But obviously he's putting a bit of mayo on it. But that's, that's a Well, that sounds like some – Subjective views. Let's get objective. Yeah. If we if we can talk about your good old mate Papagiris. Now, it's been much talked about this diet of his. <laughs> now, you're you're one of his biggest critics when it comes to him and his areolas and his areolas and his body composition. Now, what what can you tell us about this malnourishment? Is Who's, who called it? Jake. Oh, so there we go, Jake. Jake's wrong again with his fucking statements. Has what he seen it? Papa lately? <laughs> the guy yeah. just bought a new house that he can't fit in, so he's going to have to knock it down. <laughs> That's how he's going. <laughs> is that why he's doing a reno? That is why. Couldn't fit through the front door, apparently. <laughs> so he's had to knock it down, get the sliding doors. What position would he play? In uh, NFL, Abba, He's yeah, got full back written all over him, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. He's just too water boy. Sh- oh, Shane Lecker. the DFF here. Where, where yeah, are you? He's lost. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's past my bedtime. I should be asleep. All right. Well, we better straighten it up then. We won't throw some curveballs at you. We're going to just quickly recap your first couple of seasons here and. Probably oh. has to go down, if you're talking just about regular season here, as the strongest team of any in the entire existence of the ADL. I don't know if you're aware of this. All time, you have a regular season win percentage of 78%. That is 21 wins and only six losses. Pretty mm. impressive. Were you aware of how dominant you've been in the regular season the first two years? Uh, I was aware, but you wouldn't know by listening to this pod. That's uh, that's pretty that's pretty accurate. I think yeah, it's gone under the radar a little bit, hasn't it? Twenty one and six in the home and away season. Big uh, caveat on that uh, topic, Timos, because the post season hasn't been as friendly to you. O and two in the post season. First year you earned yourself a first week buy and uh, got rolled by a fifteenth. And then the second year, last year you uh I think you put up a nice 60 burger, which probably wasn't going to get it done. What's going on in the finals, mate? Um, I think that first year I came, my team was doing pretty well, obviously. And then I think me and Jake sort of had a shitty finals match. And I think he had someone get injured, maybe Carr, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, played the first, the first game, I think. So I got off to a good start, but then I had... Three or four guys only played a half, and I think I ended up losing by one. So, yeah, it's just how fantasy goes sometimes. Sounds like a uh, Jake finals performance. And then what about, what about last Watching. year? 
Last year. Thais? Don't eventual remember champ. So you've lost to the eventual champ two years running. Yeah, I think last year my team struggled towards the end of the year. I had a few injuries, so I was never really a chance. I was just making up the numbers. But, yeah, that first year I probably could have taken it out. Yeah, could have. Uh, have you have you gone on and checked if you would have beaten Papa in the final? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he would have. Yeah, I would have. I didn't check, but I, from memory, I had Kamara who scored six touchdowns. Oh fuck, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Against yeah. my Vikings, which was great. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that would have been just absolutely been a shoe in for you. So it just shows how close uh, you were in that first season. It doesn't take much. So I guess though, oh and two in finals, one being ridiculously close, and having a arguably the best regular season. Win percentage. What what does this mean for Team Tim eighty four for this coming season? Where's your mindset at? Are you you all in again? Are you thinking that you're going to replicate some of those numbers? I mean, you could look at it and say that you went eleven and two, and then you went ten and four. You could look in that short uh, shelf life and say that you are regressing, but I think that would be uh, a pretty ridiculous connection to make. Yeah, well, I might be doing the opposite to Steph. He doubles his wins and I'm doubling the losses. <laughs> so six losses on the cards for you this year. No, eight. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to school teacher. It's past my bedtime. I'll use your excuse. You do, uh, yeah, well, hopefully you not. But yeah, I'm on. Yeah. You dodged the question nicely, Timos, but where, where are you at with uh, your team right now? What's, what's your mindset? Are you... You've obviously been done the six months on, six months off strategy because we'll get to it in a sec, but you've done fuck all in six <laughs> months in terms of trades and manoeuvres. Where's your team at? Well, that is my strategy. I'm run it back. Six months on, six time off. But um, depends how I go. I've obviously got a good team, I think. I've got some weapons and some scoring power, but, yeah, I'm probably thin at QB and RB, so... Depends on how I go. If I cop an injury in one of those areas, I'm in trouble. But if I don't, I can be good. Copped a nice round one matchup. You must be happy with that. Yeah, Papa told me that yesterday. Um, <laughs> so it's always nice to get get the little fella. What about what about playing like Papa though? Sorry. I said what about playing Papa? You said it's nice to get the little fella, but. Huh. Yeah, well, it's obviously he's going in the wrong direction. So you're full of absolute zingers tonight, Ben. Oh, I'm on fire. So let's look at your roster changes. It hasn't been an awful lot. You've brought in three players via the draft. No outs at this stage, other than some drops. But we're not going to worry about that. Brian Robinson, Ty Chandler, Jeremy Ruckett. Uh, they are third round and two fourth round picks, which. Also brought to our attention that you are yet in this league to make a first or second round pick. Yeah, right. Obviously, <laughs> I paid. A, I didn't know that, but I paid a fair whack to get um, CMC. Obviously, that hasn't panned out for me yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm presuming that's where my first two round picks went. So. That's where your 2023 first rounder and your 22 first rounder, which did turn into Mac Jones, um, which we'll jump to that now. That's probably the the biggest. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing that Jake's wrong on. He reckons Hoddick 
picked him to get Mac Jones, and I was going to take Mac Jones. So I don't know how he thought he was going to get him anyway. Like if Hoddick doesn't do the trade, I don't. You're pass, taking Mac Jones. I yeah. still get to take the player. Yeah, he's he thinks that he's got all the answers. That guy, and he yeah. thinks he's got all the answers for round one. He's sorely mistaken. Uh, so that was that was probably one of the most electrifying trades I reckon of this league, and that was mainly because of the time factor that came into it. Talk us through how sweaty your palms were. Were they mum spaghetti type sweaty Ooh. going on yeah. when, that, when that trade clock was ticking down? It was, it was like monsoon season. I mean, I can't remember <laughs> where we were going, but... Two wrongs. Two wrongs, which was a very weird day in the Didn't end. make it right. We, yeah, got very excited. For some reason, me and Hottie took it down to the last minute. I think I was working on the Saturday. Um, but... It, yeah, it was a big trade. I, I took a gamble. I thought I could cover my receivers. I had a couple of good um, young running backs at the time, and I thought I could put something together. But obviously, CMC got injured last year. I think he played three games, scored 30, averaged about 30, but he only played three times, which didn't help me. Yep. So. I, uh, I had him back-to-back years in redraft. I know that pain of, of putting all your eggs in that basket and not panning out, but... Probably one of the big takeaways from that trade for me was how in the world did you depart with your boy Diggsy? Because you've been a massive Diggs fan the, for his entire career. He went to Buffalo. You still loved him. You still stuck by him. That would have taken a fair bit of convincing to get him off your list, I would have thought. Um, well, obviously, I getting CMC was obviously a big piece at the time. I thought my receiver depth was pretty good. Um, and yeah, Diggsy obviously had a great first season in Buffalo and I was, knew he'd always be top, top receiver, but he had an unbelievable year that year. So I was sort of selling him on a high and hope my younger receivers could, um, take his place like Pittman and Claypool and stuff like that. So yeah, it took a bit of a risk. It didn't pay off. Well, we keep talking about the trade. Hod, why don't you just read off what the trade turned out to be uh, at the end of the day? So, yeah, it was McCaffrey and Julio for Diggs, Raheem Mostert, uh, Mac Jones, which was obviously at the time of the pick, uh, 2022 second, and which turned into Desmond Ritter. I... On sold that one, didn't I, Keeney? <laughs> yeah. uh, twenty three second would that have been? Twenty twenty two. Twenty two second. Yeah. yeah, and then a, a first next year, um, which you've also sold sold for Deshaun. Yeah, so a bit of a haul when you look at it now, but I mean that's easy to say when CMC only played a small handful of games last year because he's got every potential. When he plays a full season, we know what he can do. So. And well, it's also, I mean, I know Julio was aging and already having injury history, but he also got injured in the subsequent year for Timos. So he really got, yeah. I think, eight games or nine games combined between the two players in the year after the trade. Yeah. And it's also easy to look at and go, you know, Julio is part of that piece. Well, yeah, rewind 12 months ago, and we we're all pretty excited by the prospect of Julio in Tennessee and mm-hmm. what that might look look like next to AJ Brown. And, you know, still a, a top line receiver. He probably went pretty high in redraft from memory. So, 
Um, you know, 12 months removed, it can obviously look um, a lot more lopsided. Um, but look, we 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 talked to Moss about that you haven't made any moves in this off season, and I think we all sort of like your starting roster, which we'll get to in a sec. Um, I don't think it's for a lack of trying. Have you been putting it out there in terms of trying to improve your QB room, or are there pieces that you're trying to sell or move, or what have you been doing? Have you been active? I don't think I've been too active. Um, for a couple of weeks there. I was thinking about getting rid of CMC and I was just floating around some trade offers, but nothing too, too serious. Interesting. Just testing the waters. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I was just seeing what his value was. Do I want to reset a little or do I want to upgrade a little? Like I even inquired about Barkley with Papa. Um, yeah. Just to give yeah. me another running back just to go all in, but, yeah, that didn't eventuate. I thought about getting Daniel Jones off path, but then I remembered who Daniel Jones was, and I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the Saquon offer, if you don't mind me asking? Ballpark. Was it... How far off the eventual right. Saquon price was it? Um, well, Papa actually came to me for Saquon, I think, and I don't think we ever even put an offer out. He just said he wanted multiple first for him and Daniel Jones. And I didn't think Daniel Jones warranted a first. So, so seeing not. what he went for, if you had a push, would you have been willing to, to give up what Jake did to get Saquon? Um, probably not. I think that's I knew what Papa wanted and I didn't want to give that up just because I've got two running backs in the same sort of window as Barkley, so I didn't want to be trapped with three of them. So, yeah, I decided to keep my first. And I would eventually like to have a pick in the first round. <laughs> See if you can get that, tick that off your bucket list. Yeah. Um, we'll go through some more trades that you've done, because you've done five in both or each year, so you've been consistent there. Uh, this one stands out. <laughs> And I'm interested to know how the conversation went down. KJ Hamler goes to your team for Wayne Gorman and Cam Sims. How did that go down? Wayne, uh, Wayne Gorman doesn't have a team, and Cam Sims is like buried somewhere on in. Which on is easy commanders. to say now, but even at the time, I don't think they were world beaters. I can't remember the trade. <laughs> Just I can't remember general. when it was, but I remember the league wasn't too happy. No. Which is a shock because that always happens when I make a trade. Yep. Like in our other league, I remember we stopped the league for a bit. Everyone was issued a ranking system and a trade calculator thing because <laughs> Hottick wasn't too happy that I was getting better. And I don't know what the, happened at the time, but it was Odd. very, very humorous. Odd, we need you. Talk us through it. I can't even remember that, to be honest. I, I, it sounds I, like I, you. I remember yeah. the intervention. Um, I didn't think it was just myself. Um, but, yeah, there was a couple of landslide trades there. that It won you the title from memory. Warranted some attention, I would have thought. You are one of the best redraft traders I've ever seen, Timos. You do, you do a mean redraft trade, I reckon. I think I'm 
I draft pretty well. And then with my trades, I always take a – I like to take gambles in my trades. So sometimes they fuck me and then sometimes I fuck you. That's, that's the uh, – that's, that's the summary of all trades, isn't it? It is, and actually, and hopefully, you can fuck more than getting fucked. That's the yeah. That's that's totally there's a little risk you can take. <laughs> well, I like to have it. Yeah, I don't take my fantasy football too seriously. So if I can hit a home run, I will. So speaking of home run, then the next trade I want to talk about is Kellen Mond for Elijah yep. Mitchell. So you speak about taking a gamble, swinging both ways, if you will. Uh, the homer pick there for Kellen Mond. Mitchell, the fourth round pick that turned into an absolute world beater. So obviously hindsight is a lovely one to look back on there. So how do you feel about how things are gone? Can I can I just uh, jump in there before you explain to us? I'd rather re-question this: is how did it feel getting fucked by a skinhead? <laughs> yeah, well, still early days, so Don't worry about that one. This is my theory behind it. So at the time, this was probably four weeks into the season, I think, and this was at the COVID season, and I knew that Kirk Cousins wasn't vaccinated. So yep. I and I really liked Mond coming out of the draft, um, and I just thought if he Cousins gets COVID and he comes on, obviously his value goes through the roof. Um, I also knew we were having ma- massive issues in Minnesota where. Cousins and Zimmer, our coach, weren't even talking. Like four years into their season um, careers together, it's not ideal. They spent forty-five minutes on a Thursday talking, which is unheard of. So yeah, I knew right. there was massive issues with our quarterback room and the fact that our coach hates our quarterback. And it was the last year, I think, of Cousins contract at the time, so I thought he might be out and Mond might be in. Also with Mitchell, he's part of Shanahan's running back room and I know how he likes running back by committees and mm-hmm. at the time, I think it was four weeks into the, the season and I picked up Mitchell with pick or a fourth round pick and Mond was a second round pick, so at the time I thought I'm swapping a fourth to a second Mitchell might – he'd only played a couple of good games at that stage, so he might be something, he might not, but I, I took the risk going mm-hmm. for that quarterback, which I needed at the time as well. And I believed in Mond. But, yeah, that's, you make, you that's make my theory behind it. an extremely compelling case there and you put together, you know, many reasons as to why Mond should have been successful. So does it sting even more realising that even with that fractured relationship and all the things in his favour that uh, your coach didn't even want to see a second of his snaps? Ah. Well, yeah, that's. I think that's just how he is and that's why he got fired. Yeah. And Minnesota sacked our coach, sacked our GM. So we did a big clean out. We just, un- not unfortunately, but unfortunately for Mond, kept our quarterback. When halfway through the year, like people thought he was going to leave, and I thought he was a good chance to. Do you still believe in Keller? I do. I do. But if you were to value that trade, it doesn't look as nicely as it did at the time for me. No, no absolutely. I think the justification 
makes mm. plenty of sense. And it's that's why we get years on, because there's always method to the madness. Yeah, and Keeney, you're a stats man. Mond has only incom- thrown one incompletion in his career, so... <laughs> <laughs> how many how many attempts just for anyone curious? I think he's had three attempts, two completions, five yards. <laughs> how do you know that? Is better than any of us could do, I reckon. The, the upside though, Timos, is you've nailed a four fourth rounder, the four ten, in fact, so the third last pick of the draft. Elijah Mitchell, if you don't mind. That's mm. gotta be the best rookie pick we've had in our short existence. No but, wonder you uh, don't bother with first and seconds. Who needs him? Well, yeah, I've never... I think I've only had a couple of picks anyway, so I think my drafting startup and rookies, I'm all right, drafter, but then I fuck it after that. Talk us us, uh, through Ty Chandler. Obviously a Minnesota Viking, one of your... Was he a fourth rounder this year? Could he be the next Elijah Mitchell? Well, that's why I picked him up. Um... I know Scoot thinks, uh, we'll get back to this later what Scoot thinks, but he thinks Madison's worth his weight in gold. He reckons he's unbelievable, blah, blah, blah. But this is, I think it's his last year. So I think Chandler can take over that role next year. And this is our GM's first draft. Mm-hmm. So obviously, when a new GM goes to a team, sometimes they clear out house, particularly at the running back position, if they've been there two or three years. So, so Chandler could be anything. So your hope yeah. is that the new GM comes in, wants to stamp his authority, clean out the old running backs, but keep the current backup quarterback that was part of the old regime. That sort of view. No, the Alexander Madison is in his last year of his rookie deal. So if you're going to keep him, you're going to have to pay heaps. And yeah. Our GM has already said he doesn't value the running back position. So it's got to make you feel good when your boss comes in and says, <laughs> says stuff like that. Get your well, head it's a, not He's about not afraid that. to speak his mind. And I think he uh, even bagged Cousins the other day saying, oh, we don't have a Brady or a Rogers. That's, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, it's not a bad point because it's got a bit of. Um... Uh, who's the guy that ended up at the Saints? Your former backup. I oh, had it on the um, top of my Case mind, Keaton. but now I've forgotten it. No, the running back. Oh, the running back. Latavius Murray. It's got a bit of Latavius Murray about it. He was a backup for quite a while. End of the rookie deal. He went elsewhere. And then in comes the next one. Could be a bit of hmm. Ty Chandler about that. Yeah, and I know I watched, um, I think, Todd... On ESPN, loved him, so hopefully he's a good pick. Could be. There you go, and I think it is always Tony smart when the current front office pick one of those to latch onto that. So uh, could be another little special from you there, Timos. As Ben said, who needs the first and second rounders, mate? We can just churn out the running backs in the fourth round. Happy now, days. I've subliminally tried to mention these two players here because of the next trade we need to discuss here, and it's one that got referenced <laughs> last week. Case Keenum. For Tony Jones and a fourth rounder, how did this conversation go down with your brother and division well, rival? Jake, Jake referenced it as collusion last week. He sure did. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he mentioned that last year and then two weeks later said that I won the trade. So once again, he's got no idea. But really, 
what was it? I at the time we're gonna paint a little picture here. At the time, I think I was on the verge of making playoffs. I needed to outscore Matt or Matt and a couple of others and get some wins. And I, basically, I thought I backed my team in to get into the playoffs. And I thought, fuck, you can have Case Keenum for a week. He's probably going to score shit anyway. And I'll take the future fourth and I'll take Chompers Jones, who's the backup <laughs> to Kamara. So, so I know you three probably didn't agree with it at the time. But again, well, it goes to my theory of taking a risk, backing your team in. and. I don't, Where's Case Keenum now? Yeah, I don't mind the idea of just getting something out of nothing because he had one week of value. But like you said, the fact that you were competing against him four points, he's struggling at that position, going to have to start something. You're that confident that he was going to score a 12 or whatever he scored that week? Well, he's a backup. He hasn't played. Even if he scored 20, it's eight points. I back my team to just outscore that for the rest of the year. I still had a couple of weeks left. Yeah. What what else am I going to do with Case Keenum? I tried to get more out of him. I couldn't. Make him sweat, sure sweat a little him bit? Two weeks later or something. Do you reckon that's the most you could have got for him? Well, I tried to get more and I couldn't. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I waited until like five minutes before the game, trying to squeeze as much out of him, but... Really try to do the, the Hoddick trick ah. on Thais. So, yeah, I know you three didn't agree with it at the time, but... No, not necessarily not, not agree, just more interesting that you're trading with a direct competitor. That was more the, yeah. the, the massive risk. Yeah. The value was fine. Yeah. Well, I don't think you said it was fine at the time. Well, I think... Yeah, and I also, think. when everyone's saying it was collusion, it can't be because it wasn't think, benefiting me if they ended up outscoring me. No, I never, I never thought it was collusion. I think if you listen back, I was saying that I couldn't understand from your point of view why you would help Matt when he's your direct competitor in terms of you need Matt to score as little points as possible for you to get in and you just gave him an extra 15 points for no reason. That was what I was saying. I didn't yeah. care about the value. So that's your call. But I and that's the call I made. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you got in. And he won. I got in and I get the two <laughs> players. So. And he won. And you scored 50. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think fucking Keeman Case Keenan would have turned things around. Who knows? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> no, literally didn't play again. Fuck Case Keenum. Yeah, he's... And fuck Stefan Diggs. Oh, no, Diggsies. Special sport in my heart, big case. Yeah, now he's trying yeah, to... Yeah, I'll trade you a ring for Diggsy. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Um, all right, there's five other trades you did in 2020. Probably the one that stood out to me the most, just looking back, you did some nice ones trading up in the startup, which you took Kyler with at the top of the second. It's worked out pretty nicely for you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the one... Who did you get out of that, just quietly? I got, well, I traded back, ended up getting Chubb at that spot, which I was pretty happy with. And (laughs) we can never be upset with a Chubb, if you will. Um, And I will. 
And two seconds, and I can't remember what they did. I think they were on traded as part of some other trades. Speaking of Ben, and I think it's we need to spice this podcast up a fraction. Yep. Speaking of Nick Chubb, Timos, what are you run run us through a your frequency of morning glory and b your thoughts on it? Well, the frequency would be every morning. Good. <laughs> Thank you. And the thoughts, and it does grow on you. <laughs> Not bad. Well, there's Pretty another good. McMahon that exists in this league that has made a claim that he has not uh, has not featured the chub <laughs> when waking up for ten years. <laughs> the hell is this physically possible? You got the same genes as him. His dick might be malnourished. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You gotta paint the picture a bit better. He said that and just carried on like it was not. Yeah. Unusual. Like he was eating a sandwich, you know, just casual as you like. A banana and an up and go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure about that one. Are these the possible side effects of uh, overdosing on blueies? Yep, that's another one I no comment. Bend the bed, Ben. Not 84, don't need the blueies. Jeez, it wouldn't have been much fun in the bed, bed, bed. <laughs> no. Would have been a rather flaccid experience by the sense of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One trade here, Timos. In the first year, you've gone and got Dallas got it and a second for Kirk, a third and your first. That's the first first you traded away. Easy to say in hindsight now that, you know, Kirk getting his big contract, the first round pick, all of that. But, you know, clearly you had big expectations for old Dallas. Yeah, he's, I think he's good. I think that was at the time when he was still playing behind Ertz and I, through watching Philly, thought Goddard was better than Ertz. Or well, was not not better, but quicker and a better athlete. So I thought he, Philly might invest in him. So I went early on that trade and took a risk. Oh, I think it's better. Christian Kirk got a nice payday, but that doesn't mean anything for fantasy. Got injured too, I think, just recently. Good. What a dickhead. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Fuck him. But, uh, sorry, Ben, who are you saying wins that trade? No, it's just more interesting that, you know, you went early on Goddard, Goddard at the time. He was still behind Ertz and you gave up a first as a result. I, off the top of my head, don't know what that first turned into. I think it was your 2022 first round. No, 21 first round pick, it must have been. Um. Yeah, so it would have been a late first and God, it's been top seven tight end maybe. Which, yeah, who went late for, I mean, it was a pretty stacked first round draft when you look back at it now. But yeah, just an interesting one that you traded away that. God, it's been very good. Doesn't show signs of of going down, but just an interesting one to look back on. Um yeah, there's a few others, but let's not bother with that. Let's move on to some position analysis. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Keeney, go through the quarterbacks. Well, much like a lot of your roster, I reckon you've... I would surmise your roster by having some elite options at every position, and then the backups of those positions are not elite. Probably the opposite of elite. So you've got Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill, which... Tannehill's an interesting dynasty player, isn't he? Um, we haven't really spoken about him. Um, Let's talk about him. 
let's Scooter was giving me shit about him and how let's shitty he is. Said, well, let's go through the last two years, Scoot, well, you skinhead. Yeah, correct. 12 and 8. <laughs> there we go. So it'll be QB1. 12th and 8th. I feel you like that every day of the week. I feel like in this QB two start up, you've gone with Tannehill, he's gone with Teddy Bridgewater, and they've just gone on two very different paths mm. there, and that's probably a bit of jealousy on old skinhead's behalf, maybe. And I, yeah, I remember when I picked up Tannehill, it was either him or Cam. I was thinking about, and Brody took Cam to pick before. Thanks, Hod. And then I got left with Tannehill. <laughs> he's very much in the Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins, Bucket, Tannehill. Yep. Like, they're just – they're QB2s all day, but they can, as you just said, Tannehill, because he can run, and because he can rush touchdown, the other two can't. Tannehill's more of a chance to be QB1, back-end QB1 at that, but a lovely QB2 to have with Kyle. It's probably the question on him is his longevity and how long you think he's going to be in Tennessee, A, and B – what they've done with their weapons this year, they've obviously added trail on Burks, but losing AJ Brown can't be and Julio Jones. Not that it was not that he was doing a whole lot, but they really don't have a lot in that receiver room this year, do they? Yeah, well, last year I think Derek Henry was killing it at the start of the year, so he stole Tannehill's points anyway. But he ended up as QB twelve, so he still gets it done. Yeah, he does. What what are your thoughts on him sort of long term at Tennessee Ooh. with obviously the Malik Willis piece is clearly the talking point there. But uh this his last year? Well I was just about to say I'll quickly have a squiz at what his contract I reckon it might be like. but uh, no, he's well he's got he's got one more year and his last two years avoidable. So he's sort of got one more year on the books where his cap hits thirty six million next year, which is pretty high. Um so you probably wouldn't think they would Get rid of him next year. Um, so maybe two more years. Which suits you just fine, doesn't it? That suits me. Or is he a nice player for you to flip to a contender if all hell broke loose and a contender needed someone like a Tanner Hill? Uh, depending on who that is, but hopefully I'm contending, so I'm not going to trade one of my two starting quarterbacks. But, yeah, I think... There's a future there for him, even if he does get traded, like he could go to a better spot. So Sounding, no, I'm not worried about him. He's starting to sound like the DFF. A little bit. Um, we've spoken about, so the other QBs in that room, Kellen Mond, we've had a real good session on Kellen Mond, probably more than I needed. Um, the other one, the, <laughs> the love machine. Where's he at, the love machine? Jordan Love, the worst pick in NFL franchise history. Where's he at, you reckon? <laughs> I'm just going on the history of Green Bay's quarterbacks and they sit them and develop them. And the last two that they've done that to has panned out all right. So hopefully the same with Jordan Love. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers gets bored of NFL and wants to be a Jeopardy host or whatever the fuck he likes. And he might not be around for too much longer. Does a few more drugs this offseason that, uh, that is a long served bow. him pretty well. I just uh, Googled Jordan Love just to see where he's at. And the first article that came up, I reckon you might have written here, Tim Oss, it just says Packers QB Jordan Love has shown a lot of growth during training camp. But maybe uh, that just might be the morning glories speaking. Now, while we're on the quarterbacks, Moss, um, 
I know you're hopeful for love. You're obviously very close to Kellen Mond. And you've inquired about a number of quarterbacks by trade, which doesn't suggest you might be that confident with what's what's there. Well, in your two starters you are, but obviously you, you'd like to have three deep. Uh, if, and you're in the contending window, as, you, as you've said. So um, where do you sit with your quarterbacks? How are you feeling about them, the room? Obviously, my two bench, I need a lot to go right for them to get a gig this year or in the future. I know that. That's fine. Um, happy with the two starters. But, yeah, obviously, I would like another quarterback. And I have inquired around, but haven't been able to reach a deal. Obviously. You to contend, you probably need three starters, unless you don't get an injury all year, which is very rare. So, well, you do have first two first rounders there at your disposal. Is that something you'd look at? Just parting ways with with a couple of firsts there for a for a QB. I know there's not that many out there, but um, would you look at buying your way into one? Picks only. Uh, Potentially, I'd like to just see how I go, really. I can either go all in, I can start selling if I need to. So depends. Well, I don't want to cop injuries to Kamara, McCaffrey and Kyler and then trade away two first and get a quarterback. I don't think that will benefit me. So I might just wait the first month, make an assessment. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because there is a big elephant in the room here with Kamara and this potential suspension. So if you have CMC and Kamara, I think you're in a good spot. If Kamara's out, Keeney touched on the depth uh, and you're you're wanting to get through the first month and see what happens. But if Kamara's going to miss the four to six weeks that they're talking about, where where do you turn in that uh, running back room? Well, luckily I did that trade with Thais, the collusion trade, and I got Chompers Jones. <laughs> He's Kamara's backup. Isn't uh, isn't the 40-year-old Mark Ingram floating around the Saints for that? Sure is. Oh, do you have it, bet? Oh, <laughs> Look I love a bit of Mark Ingram. Yeah, I don't know. If Kamara goes down, I reckon that'll be a running back by committee, so I don't think... I reckon he's got about six in weeks in his career <laughs> in the tank. I'll take it. Yeah, well, I see it as Kamara getting the rest. So I obviously just need one of my other running backs to get a chance, like Deannis Johnson. Hopefully Chubb goes down and doesn't get any morning glory. So him, Zach Moss, obviously not the greatest options, but I'll just need a little luck. Luckily, we've got half a week one, so... Won't be an issue that week. That's right. And we talked about Kareem Hunt off the top. If he does get traded, then all of a sudden, you know, maybe Dionis does have a Good. bit more standalone value yeah. in this Browns offense. So um, that would certainly certainly suit you there, I reckon, Timos. Yeah, and then I've got Brian Robinson from Washington. I've got high hopes for him, but he's been a rookie. I don't think his first six weeks of the year is going to be his strongest, which is unfortunate for me, but... You never know. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces in that Washington backfield for sure. Antonio Gibson's a big wild card this year. Um, very falling down the draft boards as, mm. as we mm. speak. 
So I wonder if they do put Robinson in at some stage. They've obviously got the pass catching sorted with McKist on the dick still around. Uh, but the big B Rob could be a thumper. Brian. Brian. Well, let's, uh, let's move to the wide receivers now because this is also, it's probably been one of your biggest strengths the entire two seasons that we've played so far. You've got Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, who just got paid, uh, Pittman, Alan Lazard, Chase Claypool, Julio, Will Fuller, Cedric Wilson, Deontay Harty, Samori Toure. I don't even know these blokes. Cavonte Turpin. You could have you could have made up seventeen other names there, Hod, and I would have just read them. Old Tutu Ulale. But again, very very similar stars and scrubs type setup for your wide receiver room as well, I reckon. Um, but in interesting that the five five really strong ones: Evans, Metcalf, Pittman, Lazard, and Claypool, um, and certainly Evans. Pittman and Lazard have had great off seasons. You got to say, um, Mike Evans is is a really high redraft pick this year. Um, we'll see what happens with the Julio and Godwin news, but Pittman certainly as that is he third year or fourth year um, yeah. sort of projects with uh, Matt Ryan at the helm to have a pretty solid year this year. Mm-hmm. And Lazard, you could argue, is the number one in a Aaron Rodgers led offense. So. Certainly those three in particular, look, Claypool and Metcalf probably have lowered in their value, but they're still young and I still think they're great dynasty assets to have. So I think your wide receiver room in general is is pretty strong. Um, you know, who knows with Julio, who knows with Will Fuller. I still expect him to sign with someone. Um, so you might have another piece there. So pretty strong in general. Yeah, I'm not too worried about my wide receiver room or my tight end room, which I'm sure Hod will touch on soon. <laughs> yeah, it's more the RB in the quarterback rooms. Like As you said, I've got five good starters there, plus I've got some good young talent there, I think. so. Has he reached out for uh, any tight end action, Timos? Oh, I don't know. He hasn't, actually. Wow. It's shocking. I've got a few not even, there. Not even, I... not even for the snores, Tyler Conklin. Oh, I would have, I would have thought I'd be Isaiah likely to do so before the season. <laughs> are we? Uh, are we? Are we willing to move on, boys, to the greatest position in world sport? Please do. Well, we've already touched on Go Dirt. Um, obviously, a top option for any uh, team out there to have him. Irv Smith Jr. is a very interesting one. Timos, I'd love to get your thoughts on him. Uh, high hopes coming from Bama uh, in the draft two years ago and injuries have not allowed him to reach his potential. But uh, one of those off-season darlings, uh, I feel. So you're very close to the Purple Pride room and what's going on in the off-season. How's he travelling? Oh, he broke his thumb the other week, so not great. Did he? Yeah. Yep. I think we meniscus uh, last year, wasn't it as well? Yeah, did the meniscus. Apparently, killed it in camp last year, and then did the meniscus, missed the whole year, and then yeah, broke his thumb. I think the first day when he got here (laughs) this year, so he'll still be right for week one. But I think it was the Vikings' fourth finger injury, which is 
annoying. Or is, is it Sean being uh, your conditioning <laughs> coach there? Dalvin yeah. broke his finger too, didn't he? So we had Dalvin, Irv, Madison, and Nwangu all do fingers or thumbs. <laughs> Where did he put his finger? Up his <laughs> Nwangu. Yeah, right up there. Yeah. Up his Kene Nwangu. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what we're doing in our practice facilities, but well, maybe that maybe the ends are too tight, then those uh, <laughs> thumbs are just mapping off. <laughs> Jeepers! Now, Tyler Conklin, where's he? And I should know. He's gone on to the New York Jets. That's one of Keeney's boys. He got the Hang job on. against Keeney last year. But, but the DFF told us that CJ Uzuma is going to be Giants. Huh? He's going to the Giants, hasn't he? No, the Jets. Oh, I thought he said hey, the Giants. J-E-T-S. Jets. Saw the DFF told us he's going to be the one that lifts this offense off the ground. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what if there's any room for Tyler Conklin to do that. But Isaiah Likely's uh, another interesting one, quite similar to Irv Smith, more of that pass-catching tight end, very athletic, and has landed in Baltimore. Uh, what's what's the latest on him, Timos? I haven't really heard too much, but obviously Baltimore don't have any, well, not any, but they don't really have good wide receiver room and Mandrews and hopefully Likely can be a two tight end set for them. So. I'll tell you a bit more about Isaiah Likely. They took Charlie Kohler first in the draft and then they love this kid so much they took him anyway. So they took a tight end before Likely and they took him anyway and they've been raving about him apparently, in uh, camp. They love him. So I think he's the sort of number two behind Mark Andrews at the moment and uh, going very nicely. There we go, Hot. Do you like that answer from uh, himself? Yeah, no, good delegation. Now, yeah. you, you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver room. Now, that's a little close to two of our hearts on this uh, podcast. <laughs> of, 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 forgot what it was called. Forgot what we're doing here. Yeah, I forgot. Um, but Kenny, obviously you've got Bay, <laughs> which you've nicknamed him, Rashad yeah. Bateman, and I've obviously got James Prochet, <laughs> who's flying at the moment. So I'm not sure if there's any room for Isaiah to come in and be any sort of asset. What do you think, Kenny? You, you know, you know oh, an awful lot about this Ravens. I Ravens do. I'm, I'm heavily invested in Bay. Yeah. Uh, so no, I just for some reason I've heard a lot about this Isaiah Likely kid. I just keep hearing more and more about him. So you should be fired up, Timos. Yeah, well, I thought Hodick would be more fired up. He's oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a technical issue. Sorry, I just got a bad email. Um, and James Mitchell. Don't know anything yeah, about him. Who, who is he? Who's he play for? Plays for Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. He uh, high raps on him in college, and then he did his knee. So I don't think he played his last year. And then obviously goes to Detroit. Anything can happen there. Hopefully Hawkinson just keeps knocking himself out. Tight end one. Just like that, boys. Tight end one. Easy. In Very scooters, nice. simple. In scooters' words, what does the scooter always say? Well, there's a world where this happens. Correct. Mark that saying off the podcast. There's a world where this happens. 
It's a world where anything happens. That's true. That's very true. Uh, no, nice little review of your team. Um, very fascinating watch, I think, your side with the strength in its starting lineup, but then the perceived lack of depth outside of that. Um, Odd, did you have anything else to add? Oh, I'm just going back to the DFF. He had a lot to say about Tim Oss, and one of the comments was uh, he feels that your one quarterback injury from your season turning to shit. Now, what what's your reply to that? You've obviously just given us a fairly thorough run through of your team. I don't. I'm not picking up that you're too concerned about that. But uh, in a world where that happens, uh, what, <laughs> what do you think of the DFS comments? If you can not just stay with, stay with us for a bit, Moss. Sorry, I had an intruder. Intruder alert. Um, yeah, obviously, if one of them, as I said before, gets injured, I'm in trouble. But if there's a world where they don't get injured, so I might be fine. Fair enough. I was hoping you give the, the DFF a bit of a whack there, but like <laughs> no, you said earlier, you can't really do gives that. Gives himself enough whacks, I think, the DFF. He did, uh, he did say he had five starting QBs, and I look at it today and think he's got two, and there's three backups. And I love that every story that comes out of Carolina is just about how much Baker is going to be the starter over Darnold. And he's still singing Darnold's praises. Didn't he want three first-rounders for him this time last year? Boys, we're falling into the trap again. This is another podcast where we talk about this one fucking lunatic in our league. He just he constantly weaves his way into the podcast. He's going to timestamp this moment as well. He's got so many timestamps. He does. Quickly wrap up your draft picks here. Nothing too exciting. You've got a lack of first and second in this upcoming draft. But then you've got the full array of picks in 24 and 25. So you've got that flexibility there, like you mentioned before, that you can choose which direction you want to go and maybe just wait to see how things pan out for you in the first part of this season before you make any rash decisions. Um, Does that mean that if you do make the decision to potentially sell off assets and restock with draft picks. So you're going to have to be turned into your brother and get some deal done to get some 2023 capital because he seems to be holding the monopoly there. Yeah, well, let's see how that pans out. But that's a very, very tough task, I think, to get one of those picks out of him. What makes you say that? Because he told me, if anyone knows the 2023 draft, you wouldn't get rid of the picks. I said, would you like a elite running back or a wide receiver? He said, nah, he wants the picks. So It's, uh, yeah, you yeah. make a very good point. I'm very much looking forward to the last guest episode we have on before this season because his team is very, very interesting. Mm. At least. I think, yeah. I think we got the most honest opinion of where he thinks he's at and where his approach to this season is with one sound grab. Well, I won a ring last year, so like, kind of whatevs. And I reckon that is going to be his philosophy for this year as well because I'm with you, Timos. It, it does sound like he is not giving up those picks for anything and he's going to have a bit of a Manny situation of do you try and take best talent available and then flip it for something that fits your team a bit more or is he going to end up with seven running backs on his list because that is where this draft is gearing up towards. will be a fascinating watch. Timos, uh, if you had his list coming off the back of a chip, 
what would yep. you do with it? I'd be swinging for the fences, hard. I reckon he could throw around a couple of picks, load up, and then still have four picks. If it's such a strong draft, even if you had the four bottom picks of that draft, wouldn't you, wouldn't you have a swing from back-to-back and then reload again through the draft? It's... Yeah, it's, and we'll get to it when we speak to him, but it's an interesting mindset around just because you won a ring, why does that change the mentality of your decision-making? Yeah. Like, well, I think... What, what's that got to do with anything? Yeah, nothing, and fantasy's a lot to do with luck, but I think it worked for him last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he's going to fucking do it again. Like, he didn't decide to load up for last year, went for the future, won a ring, thought, oh, I made the good decision. I'll do it again. It's the best <laughs> Maddie Mac impersonation I reckon we've heard on the podcast. I think you, I think you nailed it though, there, Tim Os, because he's he's still got he's still in the top half of the league with start, starting squad, despite his running back room. And like you said, you could quickly turn that around for some two two at least two solid starters, and that team could take a whole different turn. So it will be an interesting uh, listen in a couple of weeks. And particularly with the division games, weeks one to three, if you're slow out of the gates this year, that could uh, could sort of shape the way your decision-making ends up uh, happening, I guess. Well, that's actually a good point, Kenny. I, I forgot about the division. What, what do you want him to do, Timos, being one of his division rivals? Well... Yeah, it doesn't really phase me. Like, if I'm contending, which I am with my list as it is, I'm happy for him to sit on the fence. But if I'm selling, I hope he's a buyer. Yeah. Perhaps you could achieve both of those things by selling him. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just headbutted each other. (laughs) (laughs) Gee whiz. Um, Timos, what are you... I don't know if you've had a good look at everyone's list on the, in the league, but have you got a uh, – okay, just off gut feel then because you're shaking your head like you couldn't give a fuck about anyone's <laughs> team. So uh, just off gut feel, is there anyone that you think could create a bit of noise this year that maybe no one's talking about? No one's talking about mm, – I think it's Thais if he decides to go all in. Other than that, it's obviously you two. Sorry, Hod, not you, the other two. And then maybe a camo. I'm not really sure. I haven't kept track of how people have gone, to be quite honest. But, uh, yeah, I know you two are obviously the top of the table. Well, well it's it's quite well documented that you, you're hot and cold with fantasy. You go away for three months and then you have a look and... Where where are you at? Are you are you in are you in for the season or are you still sort of just on holidays? Where are you at? Very excited about the NFL season. I'm very excited about our coming draft night. But in terms of this league and this team, I'm not actively looking for a trade. If that's what you're asking. Well, I'm always asking for the tight end, but uh... well, there's plenty of tight ends in my. Team Hod, come knocking. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. Well, we'll finish your list analysis here with the average age of your list. Uh, first year. You love in the, it. I love it. Why not? What, what other stats can we throw at this time of the year? We've got to fill it out somehow. Average age of the list. How? Uh, where do you reckon you're sat in terms of 
the eldest, obviously you've got a competing side, so you're going to be more at the eldest end. Uh, yeah, where do you think you were in the first year? Fifth. Fifth oldest, pretty close. Seventh oldest there with an average age of 27. What about last year? Fifth. Went to the 10th oldest side, so you've got much younger at 26. And then what about right now? I reckon I know where this is going to go. Ninth. Oh, ninth. Bang on. There you go. <laughs> the ninth. He's just nailed it on the last one. So your list is at 25. You're two years younger than you were from your first year here, um, which means that you've had a bit of outgoings there of older players getting in those fourth and third round draft picks is just lowered the ripe old age. Uh, so, yeah, how are you feeling? Obviously, at this point in time, other than tired from the look of you, how are you feeling about your current uh, list, where it's at in the upcoming season? Your final thoughts? Yeah, as I said before, it just relies on if my guns can fire, I'll be fine. If not, I'll sink. So, Well, that's a very short and sharp synopsis of your squad. What about your trading ability, Timos? It's it's always brought into contention in this league. A lot have had some negative experiences. I've had quite a positive experience with uh, you. I'm not talking about the result. I'm I I actually thought it was quite easy in our negotiations. Um, it was only two or three back and forths. Uh, what do, you, what do you want to say to all the members of this league who are potting you for trading? This is your platform to maybe get some deals done. Well, I don't really mind that I've copped it trading. Obviously, there's a lot of sheep in the league. So one person said something and the rest have just barred along. But, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, Jake didn't even trade with him or try to trade with him. Potsia, Manny actually said, oh, this was a beautiful experience, blah, blah, blah. Potsia. But it is what it is. Like the shitty trades that get thrown around all the time, mine just seem to get aired all the time. But <laughs> they're, extra, they're extra shitty. Yeah, I, I've received some shitty ones from yourself, Kenny. So that's oh, fine. Oh, don't... air them out. What are, what are they? Please do. Oh, I can't remember them, yeah, but I know. I so. one of them. Oh, I can, I can have a dive if you like. Hey, send I mean, one of them one. was mixing and. Who was it? I Mixon. send you nothing but value, mate. Yeah, of course you do. Go on, keep going. Mixon and who? Who's the 30-year-old tight end for Washington? Logan Thomas. Yeah, Logan Thomas and Mixon for CMC. Oh, please. I did not send you that. <laughs> Give oh. me a spell. Go find that. Can you send a screenshot of that? Go find that. Yeah, you send a screenshot it. if you got it. And we'll put that on our Instagram page because it's been a while since we put something up. And the date of the send as well. Oh, well, it wasn't fucking 15 years ago when he was relevant. (laughs) He's tight in three a year ago, yeah. So Tonyan was up there. Tonyan was right there with him. Oh, there we go. Tonyan trade. There's another fucking shit trade. (laughs) There definitely have been a few. I think probably where people come at, uh, when they discuss your trades is maybe the initial trade that you throw out. Are you trying to fleece people as much as possible on the first offer? Well, as you and others have said, it's just an initial offer. You can always throw something back. How successful have you been on your initial offers? How successful have you been? 
as successful as Kellen Mond's uh, incompletions. My Kellen Mond offer wasn't even my first offer. I offered shit of 30 trades before that. There you go. Well, I don't think we're going to get out of this one anytime soon as you scroll for the Logan Thomas screenshot. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, go, go say what it actually was. Oh, fuck, I've just lost it again. Let me search Thomas again. So there was a around the mark? There was a pick involved. What was the pick? You said, I'd like a running back, a tight end, and a pick. So I gave you, so I said, Mixon, Logan Thomas, and a gym second round pick. And it was last year, by the way. And at the time, and I said, is that ballpark? And you said, no. And I said, okay, no worries. What about Dawson Knox? That's all it was. Yeah, well, is that a ballpark? That's an initial offer that wasn't. You missed the you missed the yep. second round bit. Oh, sorry, it was over a year ago. Man. He, he doesn't see second round picks, mate. They oh, mean nothing good. to him. They're nothing to me. <laughs> well, Mixon had a better year than CMC last year, so you should have done it. Yeah, I should have. It's hindsight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I. I've never seen Keeney get more animated faster than... I think uh, I touched a nerve there. Yeah, than you touching on his his trade offers and then being unfair. He, he took great exception to that. Was so that unfair? Just take it in he's stride. Still fired. <laughs> well, what do you think, Ben? How unfair? Number one, how unfair was it? And number two, as an initial, is this in the ballpark? Can we move from it? What do you think? My thoughts so why are... Why does everyone get an initial trade off but I don't? My thoughts are that mean? this is great content. What do you mean? <laughs> nah, keep, yeah, keep, keep it rolling. What do you mean that no one gets an initial trade offer? I said, you get, oh, that's my initial offer. But if I had done that offer, you'd have been like, what? My calculator says this. Oh, yeah, but I'm. But the difference is, mate, I'm willing to move. that one in on the calculator? The difference is, mate, I'm willing to move for my initial offer, whereas you Did have. Did you punch that never, one in on the calculator? We can if you want. At the time? If you can go back to 12 months ago, we can. But... My, I'm my sure you would have done it and screenshot it. You're going to let me speak? My point is, my Sorry, initial offer... No, you're still going. My initial offer, I often mm. move from that, whereas you are steadfast in, all right, well, I'm not doing it. Give me an right, example. Is that right? No. Really? Yeah. Ben, Give me an example. Ben, ben what do you think? I'm not listening an awful lot at this point. I'm more tracking how long I've got left on this outro because it's nah, been keep it going for a fucking long time. This, but, but this is why everyone says you're hard to deal with because you have an initial offer and you will not be flexible and will not move from it. You just you crack the shits if it's not to your liking. You don't go, right, I'll, I'll shift one way or the other. We'll see what happens. You just go, nah, I'm done. Oh, what about Jordan Love? Do you want him? What if you weren't interested in a trade? So if someone approaches you for a trade, you're not interested. You just, you just go down the merry-go-round. Just, but, but clearly you were because you said I'd like a running back, a tight end, and a and a draft pick. So you were looking at it. We we're in discussion about it. Yeah. Well, did we continue discussions or not? No. You like just said, no, nah, it's ridiculous. And we never had a trade offer after that. So you're saying? No, we did, but not. Not, that that was sort of the end of the conversation for a long time. It was. Maybe I wasn't sure. Maybe I wanted to think about it. I'm pretty sure I've thrown you offers that you said were well off the mark since then. And I think I've thrown you offers that you said were close since then. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. We're just revisiting a, a trade that you brought up. And I thought I'd 
give the listeners a more accurate description of what the actual trade was rather than the hypothetical one you made up. I'm sorry that I missed one element of it. We had to... A year, over a year ago. It was a pretty important element. It was a fucking good player. It was. It was a second round pick. I, I said I apology. It was like pick 12 or something, wasn't it? I wouldn't have thought so. oh. that it was a second round. I just had to spice this podcast up, to be honest. I actually don't care. Just yeah, we, to, we timed out ruins. the outro. <laughs> You cared a bit. You had a little nerve, but that's fine. I was, I was trying to actually get something out of you for this podcast, mate. there has been just real flaccid stuff all, all night. Sorry, mate. There we it's go. Not exciting enough. Hopefully, people have tuned in till the end. Yeah. We're going to get them there. Don't worry. Ben, have you got an outro for us? Well, fuck. I, Run I, it I again. There we go. Just uh, for anyone playing at home, the outro I have created is a four-minute outro thinking when I created it, that never, ever would reach its capacity and I would always have room to fade it out. So we've made history again tonight. But I love a heated discussion, boys, because you're right, there is a bit of... uh, there is always a bit of niceties thrown around on this podcast and talking about each other's lists and you highlight upside, but I love a bit of fierce competition and from some division rivals a heated discussion right there and that is just the passion that we need and truth be told i've never beaten tim in the league at all so i've got to fucking get some edge on him Mm. well as long as you don't verse me in finals (laughs) that'll still happen (laughs) all right well thanks for jumping on timos it's well past your bedtime you've done well to uh (laughs) make it to this point and to to stay so passionate about your team up until this point at night. Any final thoughts other than uh, people just need to fucking back off your trading nows? <laughs> I still, I I still welcome all the hits. I don't take it too seriously. So, yeah. Just Very a shout nice. out to the Vontae Mack division, number one. Fellow Vontae oh. Mack, what are your thoughts? Apart from Papa, I agree. It's a shame. Oh, he had a good year. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's going to struggle this year. Um, my, thoughts are, have that my thoughts are we are down to two more guests on this podcast, which can only mean we know who's coming up next. It's Larry, the Larry Leisure Suit Man himself. Everyone will be armed and prepared. And my Brom. God, will we have some trades to talk about? Oh, yeah. Brom. The true number one division in world sport. Don't oh. worry about the Vontae Mac boys. But that, I'm actually worried about the Vontae Mac because that was a heated discussion that we needed in an intro to yeah. get the listeners on. We're going to have to spin some episode title to keep them on. But thank you, Timos. It is well past your bedtime, mate. I, I didn't think you'd get through at the start. Uh, you're a bit glazed there. Looks like you've done 14 greenbacks. And uh, I uh, hope you uh, got something out of it because we sure did. And I know the league will be coming for you real quick with some trading. That's for sure. Keeney Keeney will lead from the start. But uh, thanks again, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys.